2, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you doing? How's your 2022 going? I hope it's going well. I hope you're off to a good start. And uh, today's episode hopefully can support that. Uh, On today's episode, we will be talking about the intending process. So here's how it works. Many of us get just stuck in flooding and overwhelm, and that leads us to procrastination. Our negative thoughts are ruling our lives. We're sitting down and we can say, okay, I've written down this task. I need to do this task. And then you start to get all the negative self-talk that comes up and you start to feel more crunched and tense. And then you find yourself feeling anxious and then you procrastinate. So throughout the day, we have these tasks that we need to complete. They just feel overwhelming to us. And past experience and negative self-talk tend to give us a lot of mental friction that leads us to either not doing a good job on it or just procrastinating that task. So I know all of you are familiar with this. Um, So through a daily practice of intending what you want for each segment of the day, you can overrule, override those negative associations with the task or whatever you're doing. So there's a higher likelihood of you following through and accomplishing it. So intending also gets us in touch with what we actually want. What do we we actually want to have happen right now versus, oh gosh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And everything becomes a big have to. How do you get back into, I choose to do this task? And these sound like very subtle uh, changes in thought, but they're profound and they can make a huge difference in your ability to follow through on tasks. So it's a really, it's a deceptively simple, but extremely powerful technique that I use every day. I use it multiple times a day and it's something I work with a lot of my clients on. So I hope this episode is helpful to you in getting this process integrated so you can start doing it right away. Okay, so one quick announcement. Our next Alive Online workshop starts February 12th. I promised you it would come. Uh, So February 12th through March 5th. So this is a four-week workshop. This is our 10th 
that we've done. Uh, it's on, it goes four Saturdays in a row. And we're covering the four key areas that us hunter types usually need support in, which is life visioning and goal setting, time management, developing a wellness plan, and creating good support systems. So we've been doing this. This is, I don't know, I think we started in 2016. So each time we do it, we continue to refine and refine and refine. So um, I'm very much looking forward to connecting with you all if you choose to come. And you can get in. Unfortunately, this fills up right away. It may already be filled up by the time you're listening to this. Um, so what we do is it's not just about information. It's not a course where you just sit and hear me you know, ramble on and on about stuff. It's an interactive workshop and giving you the space to do the work. And there's definitely going to be some presentation of material, but then so much of it is about the community support. It's about supporting you and getting these tools integrated. So this takes place online. So we use Zoom. Everyone's familiar with Zoom by now. So it's an opportunity for you to connect with fellow hunter types. I think this is one of the most uh, nourishing parts of the whole workshop. So uh, many people come in, they've, they've been in multiple workshops, friendships have been built. Um, so I hope you can join us. And uh, if you're interested to learn more, you can go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop. And I will leave a link in the description of the podcast. And I hope you can join us. Okay, so before we get going into what the intending process is, let's talk about what are the challenges that we're aiming at to transform with it. So we hunter types tend to experience flooding, anxiety, overwhelm regularly. It's very, very common. So because of this, we tend to go from reaction to reaction to distraction. So we're constantly reacting to situations. And because the stress level on many ways is what's keeping us stuck in these patterns of uh, procrastination and deciding, you know, Facebook's more important than whatever the task is in front of us, that when we don't get it done, there's going to be some negative consequences. So when we get overwhelmed and we get into flooding, our cortisol levels go up. And we start, and your brain will start to crave some form of stimuli that will induce a dopamine release. And, in, and basically, through doing that, GABA levels start to go up, and this calms us down. So your brain knows that it's not healthy for you to stay in a hyper-stressed state for long periods of time. So for many of us, this is the reason why we distract ourselves, especially when we have an important task that we need to get done. So over time... Also, because of ADHD challenges, many of us have gotten into a habit of dwelling on the worst possible scenario. So instead of tackling a task and saying, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well, all of the disappointments and disappointments and challenges with follow through and emotional meltdowns all are coloring whatever the task is in front of you. So understandably, over time, we've built up all this negative self-talk. And all of this friction can really keep us stuck and not able to move through and have more productive and life-affirming patterns in our lives. So this is the terrain. This is what we're aiming at. We're, we're, this is another tool in the toolkit to, to reduce flooding, to get clarity on what we want to have happen versus getting into reaction mode and then getting into distraction mode. Okay, so what is the intending process? So basically, it's a practice of asking yourself, how do I want this to go? 
So you can do this for bigger things, obviously, but what I found it's most effective is just throughout your day as you transition from one thing to another, ask yourself, how do I want this next section of my day to go? So examples could be an upcoming meeting, work sprints, so that you're, you're saying, I'm going to work on this for an hour. What do I want to have happen in that hour? Get really clear about what is it that you want to experience? Where do you want to get to at the end of this? What's the goal that you stated for yourself? Project present presentations, uh, even cleaning your house, making a potentially uncomfortable phone call, doing your taxes, whatever it is, before you start on that next section of your day, define how you want it to go. What is your intention for how you want it to go? Not just, okay, I want to accomplish this, but ask yourself, how do you want to feel at the end of it? How do you want to experience that particular situation? And this is, as many of you know, in sports training, this is a very common practice. They find that the people perform better in sports because they train themselves to visualize how they want to perform during the game, during during practice, whatever it is. They found that this increases performance. So to me, this is a practice that I use daily and I find it invaluable because if I don't do this, what tends to happen is I will think, oh, you know, I'm going to think of all the reasons why this thing is not going to go well. Whether it's a phone call, whether it's a project, I can get stuck in anxiety and overwhelm. So it's always there that that anxiety and overwhelms right at the surface. So if I don't address it with some practice or some technique, it will easily take over and the day will go in a completely different direction. So it's basically, how do you want this next segment of your day to go? And it can only take, it just takes like a couple seconds. So an example would be, I intend this meeting goes surprisingly well. I intend I feel greatly respected. I speak calmly and the meeting leads to a really good experience for me and everyone involved. That's it. It could just be that simple. But what doing this, especially on a daily basis throughout your day, it starts to train your brain to think in a positive direction because you're constantly asking yourself, how do I want this to go versus, oh, God, I hope this does it. I hope this doesn't happen. It's not about what you don't want to have happen. Although you could if that feels comfortable for you to add in your intention, then by all means do it. But ask yourself, how do I want this particular segment of my day to go? So the basic premise for why this is helpful is pretty straightforward. A small percentage of our brain is used for our conscious day-to-day -day awareness. Most of our brain activity is subconscious. Through intending what you want, you're basically telling your subconscious, this is how I'd like things to go. And if you keep doing that over and over again, you're starting to get the rest of your brain on board for this is the direction I would like things to go. On a more practical level, it's also a process of you stating clearly what your goal is. What do you want to have accomplished by the end of this particular section of your life? So whether it's you're sitting down, you're working on something for an hour, or you're going to a meeting, what is it that you're, what do you need to be doing? What is the focus? Where do you want to, where do you need to place your focus? Because 
we tend to be, us hunter types tend to be a bit dreamy, right? That's sort of a term, a gentle term for the spaces we get into from time to time. And so sometimes we need to get ourselves onto the ground and say, okay, what am I doing? What needs to happen? And how do I want this to go? If you keep practicing that through the intending process, you will find that things start to go more in that direction primarily because you're bringing awareness to it. You're stating, this is what I want to have happen. And it's easier to get yourself on board with whatever the task is. If you're dreading this task, you will most likely distract and procrastinate. If you can get yourself inspired about the task, you're way more likely to feel good about it and inspired to follow through with it. And as I've mentioned on this podcast over and over again, we are inspirational driven. That is what drives us as hunter types. What inspires us, what really captures our attention, gives us the focus we need to follow through. That's why we have these this ability to hyper-focus on things because we're really captured by this particular thing. So if we state an intention of how we want something to go and it feels good, it's like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to work on cleaning the house for an hour because I really want to feel good about the house so I can have people over and I'm going to feel really proud of the way the house looks. If you state that as your intention, you're more likely to follow through with working on it. If you if you're not stating your intention, it's going to be like, "Oh god, okay, I've got to do I got to do the dishes, I got to do and there's no sense of reward at the end of it. If you have that attitude, which most of us do for mundane tasks, then we will most likely procrastinate because why do it? <laughs> we don't want to do it. There's no point in doing that particular task. So it's really a process of tricking our brain. We're intending what we want because we're getting clear about what would inspire us also to follow through on whatever the task is. So if you, again, if you have a meeting that you have to prep for and you're just dreading it, then there's no inspiration. Right. But if you're if you imagine yourself, you can say, I'm intending that this meeting goes really well. I feel really respected and some opportunities show up that I can't even imagine in this moment that will move my career forward in ways I can't even imagine. Like it's, it's going to be an amazing meeting, really getting yourself typed up for it. So you go through the meeting and the meeting goes really well. Okay, that last intention may not happen. Maybe nothing spectacular happened, but it got you to prepare for the meeting. So it really is about learning how to trick your brain into following through on tasks. So again, this is I use this all the time. It's I, I would not be speaking to you right now. You wouldn't be hearing my voice had I not been practicing this throughout writing the book, through working on every single podcast, through everything else that I do. This is something I do on a daily basis, and it absolutely has transformed my life. I I can't and state it high enough. This process really works, and it's especially helpful for us hunter types. So, if you're not familiar with this and you've never done this before, then it's going to feel like you're swimming upstream. You're probably going to go, "Oh, this is just woo-woo stuff. It's not going to really make much of a difference." Um, you have to push through that, or you go through and you set some intentions, and they don't go exactly the way you want. You're like, "Ah, oh, this doesn't work," and you just let it go. I'm encouraging you to stay with the process for a while. So first step is to really set realistic expectations. 
if it's literally impossible for you to complete a report in one session, then break it down first and then state an intention for how you'd like it to go within this period of time. So if you're working on your like an, a report, that's an example, then state, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work on this for an hour and I'm going to get up to the second section of it done. Okay, that's a clear intention then I'm going to complete this report in 20 minutes, which you know is completely not doable. And then you're just setting yourself up for failure. So I'm not talking about creating these giant, wildly out of proportion expectations of, of whatever it is you're using for your intention. Get clear about what is realistic, how you want it to go, and how you'd like to feel at the end of the experience. Uh, a warning. So this can be really difficult when you're in a funk. So when you're feeling really funky and you're like, oh God, I don't want to do anything. Maybe you're like mildly depressed. You're not going to want to do this process. That's going to really dominate your thought form. Your negativity is going to dominate what you're thinking about. That's exactly when you most need to do this. So the trick is to start doing this when you're in a good mood so that when you get into a crappy mood, you've already built the muscle of stating your intention. So again, the process is really, really simple. It's basically two steps. One, what am I intending to have happen during this upcoming time frame? Whether it's a meeting, whether it's sitting down to work, whether whatever it is, how do you want this to go? Two is how do you want to feel once it's complete? And tune into the feeling for a second of how does it feel in your body to feel like, oh, it went in the way you wanted it to go. And that's it. How do I want this to go? How do you want to feel at the end of it? And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So as, as you start to do it, think you start to use the word I intend, just begin that. And you don't have to write this down. You can just think it. You can even just in your head, just say, I intend whatever, whatever, whatever. And then ask yourself, how do you want to feel at the end of this? Okay. Um, so this meeting's coming up. I'm feeling, uh, the first thought maybe. oh, I'm feeling really nervous about it. Okay, wait a minute. How do I want this to go? I intend that I speak very clearly and confidently. The meeting goes really, really well. And at the end of the meeting, I feel relaxed and calm and peaceful and reassured. That's it. So again, you can take that into any segment of your day. And what I want to encourage you to do is do this throughout the day as you trans transition from one thing to another, including just going to lunch. Just set the intention that, you know, okay, I'm going to lunch. I, my intention is that I have a really good lunch. I feel relaxed when I'm done with lunch and that I feel really refreshed so that the rest of the day I'm actually really productive. So if it's difficult for you to have an inner dialogue with yourself, Clearly, if it's really muddy and it's really hard for you to, to state clearly in your head, here's how I want it to go, then I would encourage you to either use a journal or write on, a, open up a notepad on your computer or on your phone and just do the same thing. Just step one, I intend that this goes in this direction. And two, I want to feel like this when it's complete. So just take the process and use a journal to get yourself used to it. Ideally, you get to the place where you don't have to use the journal. You can just do it in your head. Um, I find that's most useful over um, because it's often not practical to do that. And it's great to be able to do this throughout your day. So as I've stated, 
to me, this is a very practical tool. It's not something that's mystical or metaphysical. It is something very practical that's training your brain to think in a certain way. However, what I can say is I've had some pretty crazy experiences with this that have lent me to thinking that our thoughts do have an impact on our external reality. And that has been shown to me over and over and over again. So as a bit of inspiration, I will share a couple of stories. So in 1998, I was 25 years old. I had started a company. I had about seven people working with me. It was a multimedia company. And um, it had gotten fairly successful. So we had clients like Mazda and Toyota and um, things were going well. But I felt very like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Even though I was successful, I was like, okay, this something's missing here. And um, a friend of mine came through who's a musician and he said, I'm traveling. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to be doing some traveling around the world. Do you want to go? And that was kind of the invitation that I think I was like, oh, this is, I, I need, I, I'm, I need to do this. And I remember talking to some friends and some people and they were saying, you know what? You're young. Uh, you've been able to accomplish this. You should go for it. You should do it. And so what I ended up doing is scaling down to basically a guitar and a backpack. I, got, I handed the company over to the people that I was working with. And um, I got rid of just about everything. I, and it was a terrifying experience. It wasn't like this joyful thing. It was actually very terrifying because I had a three-bedroom apartment and had all this stuff. And I basically got rid of everything, gave most of it to Goodwill and to friends and sold a couple things. And I got down to a guitar and a backpack and had a one-way ticket to Maui. So I get to Maui. I'm there for a few weeks. Um, ended up going to Kauai which I ended up staying there and just falling in love with Kauai. And that's where I ended up staying for a number of years. Um, but I had got there. I didn't really know anyone. So I didn't have any resources to pull on there and also didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I made a little bit of money from um, handing over the, uh, the company and I, I made a little bit off of it, but I didn't have a lot. And I was very um, protective of that money. So I wasn't spending much. Um, so once I unplugged a bit and I had a lot more free time, so I basically was just out of a job. Uh, I played a ton of music and I did a lot of songwriting. That was, I mean, just the creative energy just came flooding through because it was not, I wasn't doing a bunch of other things. I wasn't trying to keep a whole company going. I had all this extra creative energy. And so it all went into songwriting and playing music. And so over the span of a few weeks, I was just writing and writing and writing. I thought, oh, it would be so great to have some recording equipment, to have, uh, let's see, I need a microphone, I need a four-track recorder, and maybe an effects box. And uh, people that I, were hang I was hanging out with, was they were all very big on intending, like intend what you want, be clear about what you want. And they would say, Kauai is like, there's something really magical about living here because you just things just tend to show up um, in ways that, you know, it's special, it's magical. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. I, and I was, wasn't really buying it, but I thought, all right, I'll give it a shot. So um, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is what I want. I want a microphone, uh, effects box, and I want a four-track recorder. And I thought about it for a day or two, and then I kind of forgot about it and just went on and did other stuff. And so about a week later, I kid you not, um, some people next door, some people moved into a house next door to where I was staying. 
And so we went over and we offered to help them move in and just, you know, just help them move stuff. And I don't remember, they may even have asked us or we just saw them in passing. They seemed really nice. So we just, they pulled in their uh, U-Haul and we helped them unpack things and bring them into the house. And as I was doing it, I, I looked down and there was a four track recorder. There was a microphone and a mic stand. There was an effects box. Exactly what I was intending. But I, but I didn't say anything. I didn't, didn't say a word about it. I intentionally did not say anything. I thought, well, maybe a day or two. I don't know these people. I don't want to, I don't want to be rude. So um, I just helped them move the stuff in. And I, and I just thought, okay, well, I, I definitely filed it. It's like, that was really interesting. Went home, got up the next day. Uh, someone had knocked at the door and uh, I think I was the only one there and it took me a while to, and I thought, well, I don't, you know, this is someone else's house. So I'm, I just thought I'd just let it go. Um, but a little bit later I went out and at the, on the door, at the doorstep was a note saying, I think you guys could use this. I know you guys are musicians. And it was exactly what I was looking. It was the four track recorder, the microphone, the mic stand, uh, the effects box. So my thought was, that's just crazy. Like the odds of that happening are so small and it's such a very specific thing that like, okay, clearly this, whatever this intending process is, it clearly, it's something I'd least need to be, pay attention to. So since then it has just become a regular practice for me. And as I've continued on, I, I mean, what I've found is, and I think um, some of you may have experienced this as well, you can get really kind of caught up in that. Like if you've experienced some metaphysical pyrotechnics, you, it's very enticing. Um, now I just see it as, again, I, I almost think of it more of just as a practical thing now. It's such a part of my day-to-day -day that I don't aim for like kind of the big pyrotechnics. I'm just really just trying to get myself clear on what is the next thing that I want to have happen? How do I want that to go? And how or why things go in the direction they tend to go much better when I do that and not as good when I don't do it. Um, I, I don't have explanations for it and I don't dwell on it too much. I just basically think of it as this tends to work. It tends to make my life better. Therefore I will continue to do it. So, your task, your challenge for this week is for the next week, as you transition from one thing to another, state the intention of how you would like that process to go. How would you like this next section of your day to go? Ask yourself, step one, what are you intending to have happen during this time frame? And two, how do you want to feel after it has occurred? And try to be present with the feelings. How do you want it to, how do, how do you want that experience to go? So it's helpful to write yourself a reminder. So maybe grab a sticky note and write, intend what you want and put it on your computer monitor, your bathroom mirror, your dashboard of your car. Just put it somewhere where you'll see it so you'll remember to do it. And again, lower your expectations. Do it as a method of you getting clear about what you want to have happen versus being in reaction. So I'd also reference a few companion episodes to this particular topic. Uh, one of them is episode 71 on mindfulness, and the other is start with the end in mind, episode 76. Those are two good episodes to go along with what we've talked about today. 
Okay, so that's it. I hope that was helpful to you. And uh, as a reminder, you can, if you want to join us in our next Alive Online workshop starting February 12th, you can find out more at drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop. So wishing you all the best as you navigate through 2022. And until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com.